a bunch of crazy stories written by the Brothers Grimm. And now you're gonna learn all about them, listening to the Brothers Grimm. Students and scholars, friends and relations, Welcome to the Brothers Dim podcast, where we discuss the stories of the Brothers Grimm, written down in the early 1800s in Germany. My name is Phil. And my name is Mike. Mike, how are you doing? Not too bad. Nothing new. (laughs) (laughs) What about yourself? I'm good. I like this story. I'm, I'm excited. We're going to be reading story number 33, The Three Languages. And when I read this story... I, I had a vibe. I don't know if you got the same vibe. I got, I got, I got, a, I got multiple vibes of yeah. <laughs> multiple stories we've read before. Yeah, uh, there was, I got, I had an impression. There was an aura, if you will, yes, of something that we have read before. But it also didn't seem that repetitive. There was a turn which I wasn't expecting. Like halfway yeah. through this, yes. so it's <laughs> it's which you know, God God bless the brothers Grimm. The this this was two pages. So one part of the story on one side of a page, and then you flip the page, and there's the rest of the story. And so the first half of the story, I'm I'm sitting there going like, oh boy, it's a retelling of the boy who went forth to learn what fear was. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then you turn the page, literally, <laughs> that's where it takes the turn to something I wasn't expecting, which we will get into later. But yeah, it was he, fun. He was already there. He he already wasn't afraid and was was set to go. That was not the reason why people were mad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I feel like only one person is mad in this. Oh, yeah. And he's a dick, so. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, shockingly, it may be shocking to all of our listeners' ears. <laughs> the person who's a dick is this kid's parent. <laughs> <laughs> not a woodcutter, though. Not a woodcutter, no. Well, but. woodcutters tend to be generally nice, but so poor they have to sell children. That's the thing. They, they, or, or abandon them in the woods. So there, there's been some parents that were like, listen, we're all going to die if we don't do something with this kid. So let's just sell the kid to Jesus's mom. <laughs> It'll be better for the kid. That I get. Trying to yeah. trying to do what's best for your child. Everybody wins. Abandonment in the woods for them to die. That's that's a slightly different story. But yeah. Not what happens here. So. Uh, without further ado, if you don't mind, I would love to go through story number 33, The Three Languages. Hit it. Once upon a time, an aged count once lived in Switzerland who had an only son, but he was stupid and could learn nothing. <laughs> and there's the first line that made me laugh. Yes. There was another line later, but um, that was the first one that made me chuckle. A count once lived in Switzerland. He had one stupid son. Count is tired of this kid's bullshit and finally says, okay, look, I've tried to teach you some stuff and you learn nothing. So I'm going to send you to another town to a master and see if that works. Come back in a year. So the son goes off, comes back a year later and the father says, well, it's been a year. What have you learned? Well, father, I learned how to talk to dogs. (laughs) (laughs) That was the second line. The second time I laughed. Count, Count is flabbergasted. He's mad. He says, that's not, that's not anything. <laughs> I, I'm going to try again. And two more times, in fact, he sends the boy out for a year. Both times he comes back. First time saying he's learned how to talk to birds. Second time he's learned how to speak to frogs. 
So D- different masters the whole time. Different masters. He's a yeah. Yeah, different one town. He goes and he he learns nothing but bird to speak, <laughs> bird <laughs> law, and and the next time just how frogs talk. So that's the last straw. He gets his servants and he says, "All right, take this boy out to the woods and kill him." But the servants. They take the boy out to the woods, but they feel bad because this kid was never anything but nice to them. So they let him go. Tell him 23 skidoo. And then they kill a deer and take out the eyes and tongue just in case the king asks for proof. <laughs> and and two things about that. Just in case. <laughs> just in case. One, that just happened in The Girl Without Hands. They're like, and I'm going to need proof. And so they oh, kill a deer yeah. and take the eyes out. Two. Deer eyes look nothing like human eyes. No. There, I've said it. I also think they're much larger. They're, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if someone handed me just an eye, a human, like a human or otherwise, I don't know if I'd be able to say, okay, well, that's, I guess, I mean, I, maybe they shrivel up or something. I, I, I've also never seen an eye <laughs> on its own. <laughs> it feels like we need to do some research. <laughs> but, well, anyways, they, just in case the king needs proof, they, they kill a deer and cut out its eyes and tongue. Boy goes out into the world, comes across a fortress, and he asks if he can sleep there. And the guards or whatever, they say, sure, but first you have to go over to that very spooky tower over yonder. It's very scary. (laughs) (laughs) And there are dogs inside who are very loud. They've they've upset the whole town. But the boy was, quote, without fear. Oh, yeah. He goes on down to the tower and talks to the dogs because he knows how to talk to dogs. The dogs say, Oh, we've been cursed to guard this treasure. The treasure isn't cursed, but we're cursed to watch it and howl. So the boy says, great. Takes the treasure, goes back to the fortress. The Lord adopts him as a son. The dogs quiet down. They all leave. He's got some treasure. Hooray. (laughs) After a bit, and apropos of nothing, he decides to head to Rome. And he stops by a marsh and listens to the toads croak. And after listening to them, he gets sad. And that's the last of that. (laughs) <laughs> because we're <laughs> on to Rome, where the Pope has just died. And did, I, was, the frog, I was convinced we were never going to find anything out about the frogs. Yeah. <laughs> did, they, did they tell him this? No. Did we ever hear from the frogs again? Kind of, but not really until the end and not really at all. We, But we, yeah, they don't say what made him sad. He just, he just toddles on. So, fine. Rome. Everyone's trying to figure out who the next Pope will be. Apparently, it's not the cardinals all gathering and voting as per usual. <laughs> they, and it's it's unclear who they is. <laughs> Maybe it's the cardinals. Uh, they decide it should be someone who does a miracle or who is miraculous. And lo and behold, this boy wanders in. And as soon as he does, two white doves land on his shoulders. <laughs> Good enough for me. <laughs> I'll say. So they say, oh, would you like to be Pope? Kid doesn't know if he should. But the doves talk him into it, thus fulfilling the prophecy from the frogs, which we've only just heard about, and which I guess that that prophecy made him sad. Finally, he, as the new pope, has to sing a mass, but he does not know the words. So (laughs) the doves, like so much ratatouille, they whisper it into his ears. The end. I'm the Pope. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my so, God. And only two pages. They got a lot out of those two pages. Yeah, this is a whack-ass story. And then I was thinking about it after, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe that wasn't so bad. And then you retelling it just now just 
like it brought up all the whack-assiness all over again the next few weeks it's going to be like a, a bunch of really short ones short but dense <laughs> yeah yeah i completely thought this is just i get now i get to do a version of the boy who went forth to learn what fear was and then they really they really slapped a just a religious sticker on the end of that <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit a little bit of uh the white snake yep but the, what's weird it's funny the white snake at least it made sense. He makes friends with all the animals for for whatever reason. They all help him to do I, I don't know some, some, like you know actual tasks, hard yeah. tasks as opposed to just well now we can talk to dogs. The dogs tell him okay there's a treasure, and that's the last we hear of him. The the animals were much more important. The animals didn't seem that important in this one, barring well they, the, they got him made pope. Yeah, the ratatouille <laughs> style doves, <laughs> and it doesn't even say when he goes when he goes away. He's like, I didn't learn how to talk to doves. I didn't make friends with two doves. I mean, I guess like that may have happened, but these weren't the doves from from his his year right, abroad. Yeah. No, they, they just showed up. <laughs> they were just like, oh, you you look like someone. This who wasn't even knows. planned. <laughs> That's <laughs> what so they just they're like. I bet that little boy knows how to speak to birds. <laughs> we'll just whisper it into his ears, whatever he needs to hear. Maybe and the how dove... the fuck do the doves know the mass? Right. No, oh, that's that's a good question. I didn't even think of that. I think they just wanted to be the power behind the throne. I mean, oh, there you go. Maybe they yeah. were birds from before, and they knew that he could speak bird. And this whole th- this whole thing was a setup so that they could get the good seed. Maybe not. <laughs> what do birds want? <laughs> Uh, real quick, this tale was collected by the Brothers Grimm from a man named Hans Truff- Hans Truffer from Visp. Was it Switzerland? Switzerland. Oh. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I was going to say, because this is like the first one that takes place outside of Germany, or at least that's named to take place outside of Germany. Yeah, it was. It was. I saw that and I, I thought that was really weird. It had a very big Beowulf vibe to me when I saw Okay, here's here's a count from Switzerland as opposed to here's a count from the fucking woods, right? Right. <laughs> very <laughs> Some, specifically Switzerland. Very specifically Never Switzerland. Never explained why. Which is fine, which, you know, Beowulf is just, I, I think, once upon a time in Denmark, there was some dude and he was great. And here he comes. <laughs> here's a poem. <laughs> and he sailed across the sea to, you know, wherever, wherever Grendel was. But it's funny, it was from a later edition. And it had to have been because they went far to get that one, especially mm. Brothers Grimm say they collected it from this guy. Maybe they heard it, but maybe they, maybe he mailed it to them. I don't know. It's it's not <laughs> it's a far trip, though. But um, I digress. I have a moral. Do you have a moral? Um, No, this one's a little fuzzy. What do you think? OK, I want you to go with me on this one. Well, I'm I'm ready to, to suspend disbelief. <laughs> The study of natural sciences is a noble goal. Even if your asshole father kicks you out of the house for it? Especially if your asshole father kicks you out of the house for it. Because that's kind of what he's studying, right? If we take the magic out of it, he's just studying biology, which leads us into the the thing. Like Gregor Mendel. Do you you know him? I know the name. Okay. From 10th grade biology. Exactly, yeah. So, And he was, by the way, born in 1822. 10 years after the first edition was published, but Gregor Mendel was the father of the science of genetics and an Augustinian friar. So part of the Catholic church. Of course. And if we have listeners uh, where that name is ringing a faint bell, he was the guy that figured out how genes are passed down from one 
uh, parent, for lack of a better word, to its offspring. So yet yes. the yellow peas and the green peas and the, the pea pods were slightly different on this plant. And if you mix two of them together, what do you get? You get kind of a mix of both, but dominant genes versus... Yes. Uh, recessive? Recessive genes. Yeah. yeah. That was oh Gregor Mendel. I retained something. <laughs> and, you know, and, and he figured out and it works on more than just peas. My son, for example, has red hair and blue eyes. A very rare... Uh, condition <laughs> oh really i don't know from red hair and oh. blue eyes like as a combo red hair is only like two percent of yeah the population or something like that wait till he ends up being left-handed <laughs> additional to that though i guess the noble sciences is a natural sciences being a noble goal uh learning and education has meaning to the person that has learned it in some cases only to them so knowledge can be power but it might just be power for you that was kind of that was that was my vibe off. I might be reading way too much into it, but I, I liked that idea. I thought that that may be what the Brothers Grimm were going for. And I don't know their You know, we've read 30 some of these stories now. I still don't really know their politics. I suppose I could look it up. I don't even know if it where's, makes where's sense. Where's the fun to, in that? Yeah, I don't even know if it makes sense to to ask that question for for them. Right. Right where are you on a political spectrum? Some of those questions had been asked certainly by that point, but maybe not where they were. What I have read from the brothers Grimm so far is that they have a great love of nature and a poor understanding of the Bible. Definitely a poor understanding of the Bible (laughs) and how that works. But, but you know, certainly like they, they respect nature a lot more than they respect people. Yeah. I mean, typically animal characters tend to be much more, yeah, humans have an inherent evil to them. Animals <laughs> no do words. not. Yeah, like the the mama deer goes to get goes to work and get to get food for her kids. The human mom, on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> right. Good luck. Yeah, we're just gonna leave you here. Don't worry. Just stay here until nightfall. Nothing bad will happen to you. You'll figure it out. Arn Thompson, ATU Type Six Seventy One, the three languages. There was also. Uh, atu type 517 which is the boy who learned many things and of course you know as with all of these there's a lot of uh different tropes thrown in that we are starting to now that when even only being 30 in we're seeing over and over and over again but could you say it's (laughs) cross-pollination of dominant and recessive genes god damn it that's good (laughs) i would say that if i had thought of it (laughs) and just as a, a special present to you I, I will not edit it so that I came up. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. So, yeah, the three languages. So it's uh, like all of the stories kind of follow along the same path is the the boy just learns how to talk to animals or I mean, it could be just three languages. That's the other side of that. The other moral that I thought is like learning language is wildly important and it will get you far in life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know if that's what they were going for exactly because they. Yeah, the. It does make me, the more we talk about it, the more it makes me wonder if this is an earlier version of the trope of the kid who goes to art school and gets what the parents feel is not a valuable education and then comes home and they have to kick him out of the basement. And the, you know, like, and especially if they were rich. Right. And they wanted him to be a lawyer. Yeah, of course. Which or, is what or, rich parents want. Yeah, or or doctor, you know, what have you. But like, I, have, I have a few questions. Okay, ask ask questions. So along the the concept of these these natural sciences, okay. 
so the 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 father the count is sending the kid to these masters right, right. assumedly hand chosen did he not do any research <laughs> i'm curious like what like did the kid show up and the and the, the first master's like i'm gonna teach you what dogs say yeah. And the kid's like, all right, cool. I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if my dad will go for it, but that sounds good to me. Or did the kid get there and, and the master's like, you know, trying to teach him all about life skills. And the kid's like, I don't know. I, I know what this dog's saying though. Maybe it was a, a Mr. Miyagi situation. Mm. And he, he left. The year was up before he learned how to use uh <laughs> paint the fence as, <laughs> as a karate block yeah i just i feel like there's a, a significant lack of vetting of these masters on part of the father and i feel like that 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 responsibility lies on the father i have no idea it, it does not say what the masters were trying to teach the boy how to do whether or not they were artisans right and what what masters is he sending them to right is it like, the master of animal speech I saw, <laughs> specifically toads for sophomore year <laughs> One thing that I noticed when I originally thought it was like, okay, this reminds me of the boy that went forth to learn what fear was, but that one was, was a longer story as I recall. Yeah. And this oh, yeah. just, it was a sentence. Like the first year he went to one master and then learned how to speak to birds. Like it all, all that took place in one paragraph. Yeah. There was, there was no pushing a man down the stairs and breaking his leg. As opposed to just <laughs> the, the postcard <laughs> home from college. <laughs> It's just like, I'm fine. Please restock my kitty. <laughs> he has learned how to talk to birds. <laughs> so I, I want to talk about the tower a little. Um, okay. So he he, find, he comes across the fortress and they're like, well, you can sleep down in that tower. <laughs> and it, it the text literally says, they, they tell him at certain hours, a man has to be given to them. They, them being the, the wild dogs uh, who at once they devour. So like, so yeah, I mean, they've been terrorizing the countryside with their howls and things, but they've also, these people have been sending people on occasion to, as a sacrifice. I mean, it, I so, it sounds like it's like they're, they're, they're in this. They're like, yeah, no, we gotta, we gotta send somebody every once in a while to get eaten. So uh, <laughs> go have at. What's fun about that is that none of them can speak dog. They just, they were like, well, I bet I know what these dogs want. Yeah, the, <laughs> the kid knows instantly. Let's break Jim's legs. <laughs> Sonny Jim, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're being sacrificed <laughs> at Carousel. Then the dogs just, they eat them because they're like, well, okay, we're not allowed to leave this tower because we got to guard the treasure. But if you're just going to throw meat our way, that's fine. But like, they never asked for that. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that's the other thing is. Are they are they supposed to guard the treasure or are they supposed to get rid of the treasure? Because they say they're there to guard it. And that's why they bark and howl and eat people. But then as soon as somebody comes and takes it away, they are relieved of duty and get to go back to doing whatever they were doing. They're no longer bewitched. Yeah. Why didn't they just chill the fuck out and lay down in the corner and let somebody come and take the treasure? Maybe or it's even... like a prince, a princess in the pea situation. When it's there, they can't they lose their minds. Once the treasure's gone, though, it's it's like the 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 pee has been removed from the mattress, and they they can sleep soundly. Right, but I mean they they were calm enough to tell the kid the whole situation. But he's the first one that could speak dog. Yeah, but why didn't they just chill the fuck out and like be nice dogs, and then you know eventually lead someone down into the basement to find the treasure? Have you ever hung out with or <laughs> chatted with a junkie? Uh, <laughs> for plot purposes, let's say no, I have not. Okay, <laughs> okay. 
charming individuals every once in a while, very pleasant. You can have a real conversation with someone that's a heroin addict. But, you know, once... <laughs> Once the dragon comes shrieking, whatever dragons do. I know people that have done insane shit for a little bit of heroin in my past. I, I don't know how I'm going to edit this. <laughs> addiction addiction is a horrible thing, right? Right. But most people who 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 are addicts or who are in recovery, you, you can you can have a conversation with that person. But I mean, you it's they're going to have an easier time of it if you remove the heroin. <laughs> from their house from the tower that they all live in and you know maybe they'll go away i don't know that that's necessarily it but um yeah you you yeah. can you can talk to someone that's that's a little bit crazed and cursed yeah, that's a fair analogy i mean maybe probably not <laughs> <laughs> comparing those two doesn't make a lot of sense now that i think about it but you know what we're gonna go with it yeah no it's fine yeah. One one more thing. Uh, yes. we're playing by D D rules here because the kid okay. just <laughs> carries out a chest full of gold just oh like, yeah oh, oh home <laughs> Look what holding. I found. Right, yeah. <laughs> I do have a a kind of a Hollywood pitch if mm. if you're if you have no no more notes. Very curious. Okay. So I kind of like the education angle. I like the idea of someone who does not want to be heir to an empire, business empire if you want, um taking up a noble life of study. As much as I think a biopic on Mendel might be interesting, though I'm sure I'm the only one. And I can't quite crack that. But if we don't do a period piece, I could see something modern where a young man has been given a football or basketball scholarship. His family pushing him to drop out of college and join the draft for the NFL or or whatever. His parent especially, not not the antagonist exactly, but wanting them to do that so that they could pay off the house, they could retire, you know, they could do whatever. But two things. One, if it's not a Catholic story, he meets a girl. Uh, and I, I don't really want to go down the road of he finds spirituality, but if his if his college is a Catholic school, right? Notre Dame. Yeah. And or if you want a girl involved to uh, some sort of Lutheran or Methodist university, whatever. His mother only let him go to the Catholic school for the sports scholarship. You know, had had to have been a religious. You have to go to a religious school because we're a very religious family. And he was going to get drafted, but instead he finds solace and and study and and the love of this girl. He won't. He knows he won't get to keep her if he goes to the NFL. So he decides to skip the draft and stay in college, marry the girl, and and become a preacher. Not something I super want to write, <laughs> but like I think I could probably sell it somewhere. And I, <laughs> I kind of like the idea. My problem is I feel like it would be a little too preachy. Yeah, it, it would be hard to ride that line. But it's a it's an interesting story of someone that does like find religion or or something just like like and 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 was forced to go to a religious school finds that religion is what they want to do and skips the draft and just doesn't do what they're you know feel there's the guilt anyways inherently with coming oh I know mom that you you sacrifice so much for me but I found God right and it's it's sort of the opposite of that standard you know we expect you to go and get a, an education and then you you drop out and join the NFL draft. Exactly. And yeah. which and it kind of follows some of the same beats as as this, you know, like the 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 count sends his son to different masters to learn. He comes and learns what he learns, which the ma the original guy didn't want and then goes and becomes pope. I don't know. That that was my thought. It's like I said, I, I don't know that I would really want to write that, but I thought it was kind of just an interesting thought experiment or an interesting yeah. idea. If anyone and else wants to write it, you feel free. There's merit in writing something you don't want to write also or, or, or and you can apply that to any sort of creative endeavor that's true 
I also might I might be not wanting to write anything religious for a little while because Judas and Devil Scaried is done and yeah, that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm submitting it to a couple of different places, but we'll probably just self publish it because it's just a novella and no one really wants it. No one really wants novellas. It's 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 hard. If I do it myself, I'm going to release it by Easter for the low, low price of six dollars and sixty six cents. I think Ooh. that might that might get me some. <laughs> that is a good selling point. It's a cheap price. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all I have. Do you have anything else? No, no. This one's fairly cut and dry. Barring anything else, then I think we can close up shop. That has been story number 33, The Three Languages. Sleep tight, and we'll see you next time. See you.